This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 28th of July. In your Sport Today, Simone Biles withdraws all medals for the Aussies, the NBL's new deal, and the number one AFLW draft pick. This is your Sport Today. Gabs, it was an eventful day four at the Tokyo Olympics, to say the least. First up in the pool, it was Kaylee McEwen sprinting home to win the 100-meter backstroke final. And then hometown hero Naomi Osaka was knocked out in straight sets of the women's singles. We thought that would be the news of the day, but late last night, America's star gymnast Simone Biles pulled out of the women's team event and Gabs, her Olympics could be over. Fez, even if you don't follow gymnastics, I think everyone in the world knows the name Simone Biles. This is massive news. Biles is the best women's gymnast in the world, some say ever, but after a subpar vault by her standards, she decided she could not go on. At first, we thought she had an injury, but Biles later revealed she withdrew for mental health reasons. After the event, she said she didn't trust herself and that she's got to focus on her mental health. Now, without Biles, the US came in second to the team from Russia, and she says she doesn't know if she'll compete in tomorrow's individual all-round competition. Yeah, she said she's going to take it day by day. Two days ago, Biles posted a pic on Instagram and said she felt the weight of the world on her shoulders at times. Biles has 30 Olympic and World Championship gold medals and, as you said, is regarded by many as the best ever. But right now, let's hope she's okay. Gabs, it was a big day for the Aussies on day four. McEwen's win was perhaps overshadowed by the hilarious F-bomb she dropped in her post-race interview. Don't say it, Gabs but she wasn't the only Aussie to medal yesterday. I won't say it, Fez, but that post-race interview, that's almost one of the highlights of the Olympics for me so yep. far. Yep. But as you said, it was a great day for the Aussies. Owen Wright took out the bronze to claim Australia's first ever surfing medal. He's also the first surfer to ever win a medal at the Olympics, while Jess Fox added a bronze to her collection in the kayak. Now, Fox actually completed the slalom course in the fastest time, but two penalties pushed her back to third. A medal wasn't on the line, but the Matildas did hold on for a nil-all draw against the USA, which should be enough to see them advance to the quarters of the women's football competition. There is plenty happening on day five, Gabs, including Ariane Titmuss swimming for more gold. So for a rundown of what's coming up today, have a listen to the Tokyo Sprint. It's in your Sport Today podcast feed waiting for you. Gabs, we've spoken about the good of the games, but now let's have a look at the bad, and it's pretty ugly. Yesterday... We spoke about the TV boat that got in the way of the start of the men's triathlon. Well, that's been topped. Yes, Clint. It hasn't been the greatest 36 hours for events organisers, to say the least. Now, fortunately, the boat mishap didn't have an impact on the event, but the incident in the men's BMX could well do. Dutch BMX rider Nick Kimmen was practising on the circuit ahead of his heat on Thursday when he collided with an official at full speed. The official picked the wrong time to cross the track and was cleaned up, sending Kimmon over his handlebars. The Dutch rider later posted the video on Instagram and said he hopes the official is okay and that his knee is a bit sore, but he hopes to be right by Thursday. It's a huge crash, Gabs, and we'll put a link to the video in the episode notes. Okay, so that one was an accident, right? But there was no mistake 
when a Moroccan boxer decided to go full Mike Tyson on his Kiwi opponent in the ring. Yes, I think he may have bit off more than he could chew, but fortunately, Fez, he didn't connect as well as Tyson did on Evander Holyfield's ear all those years back. Now, as you said, this one is bizarre. Moroccan heavyweight Yunus Bala was losing to New Zealand's David Nika, so in the final round, instead of going for, I don't know, a knockout blow, he tried to bite his cheek. Now, fair to say, Nika was a little shocked after the fight. He said he didn't get a full mouthful, Luckily, he had his mouth guard in, and I was a bit sweaty. But come on, man, this is the Olympics. He then swore a bit, but it was nothing like Kaylee. Bit off more than he could chew. It didn't bite anything. <laughs> Incredibly, the bite attempt went unnoticed by the officials. Nika is through to the quarters and is one match away from a medal because in boxing, the losing semifinalists each get a bronze. It's been a rough time in the Caribbean for Australia's men's cricketers, Gabs. They lost the T20 Series 4-1. A COVID case postponed a game and their captain was sent home injured. But they finished the tour in style, winning the third ODI yesterday. And with it, they won the series. Yeah, it's been a tough tour, but it was a good way to to finish it. And they wrapped it up with a six-wicket win with heaps of overs to spare. So not a nervy finish for us watching it at home. Now, the Aussie spinners did the damage to bowl out the Windies for 152, and then it was Matthew Wade's turn with the bat, scoring 51 not out to guide the Aussies home. Now, Sam, this is an important win because the next 50-over World Cup will be played in India in similar conditions, and it keeps Australia's winning streak over the West Indies alive. Did you know this? They haven't lost a one-day series to the Windies in... 26 years. Yes, I did know that. And it's quite the record. Uh, Ashton Agar was named Man of the Match and Mitch Stark was named Player of the Series for his 11 wickets. The Aussies now fly to Bangladesh for five T20s as further prep for this year's T20 World Cup. Gabs, you played in the same team as Mitch Stark back at school. How would you go facing him now? I'd go the same now as I did back then. I would lose all three of my stumps. Gabs, it was a tough start for the Opals last night going down to Belgium, but there's better news for basketball in Australia with the NBL and Foxtel announcing a new broadcast deal that is set to be the biggest in the competition's history. Yeah, early days for the Opals, so plenty of time for them to bounce back. But this is enormous for the NBL and a big win for fans. Fez, the NBA has always been the go-to league for players and fans, but this new deal is a game-changer. NBL TV audiences have grown 72% over the past six seasons, and that number will only rise on the back of the new three-year deal that will see every game shown live on ESPN on Foxtel and streamed through KO. Now, if you remember, we mentioned Josh Giddy yesterday, but he's not the only player to have used the NBL as a springboard to get into the NBA. Yeah, you only have to look at someone like Lamelo Ball, who gained invaluable experience against men in Australia, got drafted early, and then was named Rookie of the Year for the Charlotte Hornets. And it goes the other way as well, Fez. Look how much media attention the Sydney Kings received when Boomer's legend Andrew Bogut returned a few years ago. And then you've got Olympian Matthew Delavadova, who's set to join Melbourne United next season in a huge coup for the NBL, which starts in October. Yeah, today's trivia question, Gabs, and it's an easy one for all those basketball fans out there. Which team did Delavadova win an NBA title with? Answer at the end of the show. Gabs, it's not just the NBA draft making headlines this week with the Gold Coast Suns landing the number one pick at the AFLW draft last night. They sure did, Fez, and they've got a good one in Charlie Rowbottom along with two other picks in the top 10. The 18-year-old midfielder, now she kicked 10 goals for the Oakley Chargers this year and is considered one of the best young talents in the country. 
AFL fans will know her brother James plays for the Sydney Swans and he must have sold her on the warmer weather up north because Rowbottom actually nominated Queensland as her choice of state rather than her home state of Victoria. And speaking of Victorians, Gabs, they had some good news and not so good news yesterday. Yes, Sam, Victoria's lockdown may have ended overnight, but footy fans will be locked out for at least the next fortnight. The Victorian government says they'd love to see crowds return this season, but they can't risk having large numbers at big events after the MCG and Amy Park in Melbourne were hosts to super-spreading events. Gabs, the Victorian government is allowing suburban and country football to resume this weekend, but no spectators. Footy fans in Victoria will be pretty keen for things to return to normal, with Perth an option to host the finals if Melbourne isn't considered safe to host large events. Time for Catch This, Gabs, the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up, and what have you got? Now, Fez, I don't know what the trivia scene is like in Bermuda. It's probably not as good as yours, but I have a feeling Flora Duffy is going to be a common answer after she won the country's first Olympic gold medal yesterday. Now, I don't mean the first in Tokyo, I'm talking about the first ever after she dominated the triathlon in brutal conditions. Not a bad effort from someone who was lapped in 2008 and didn't actually finish the race. That is remarkable, Gabs. Uh, Before we go, the answer to today's trivia question, Matthew Delavadova won the NBA championship with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016. If you remember, the Cavs coming back from 3-1 down. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you again tomorrow.